Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everyone's doing well. Happy post-Father's Day. For those who are uh, joining us live, happy Monday. Today is a, uh, a minor holiday in the Jewish calendar. It's called Rosh Chodesh. It is the beginning of a new month. We celebrate every new month because we're constantly celebrating beginnings. Always a new chance. Always a new ability. The world always turns. In fact, the Jewish months are based off the moon. And the reason for that, or one of the reasons for that, is because the moon is always changing. The moon, the moon you see it full. The moon itself isn't changing, but our perspective is always changing. right? It seems full. It, seems, uh, this, it disappears. It wanes. It waxes. The idea that there's never an, a, a time to be stagnant is sort of core for the message. Stagnation is, is the enemy. Not even failure. Failure is better than stagnation, right? Because if in failure, at least you're moving somewhere. You may have you may have fallen, but better that you've fallen than done nothing. And that's a lot of what we're talking about right now. We're sort of closing out on this second of the core um, needs that we have. For those that are joining us for the first time, welcome. Just as a note, if you if you if you come in the middle anywhere, you can always pick it up. Don't feel any time that we say things that because you didn't come earlier, you have to catch up. We, we're living in the world of concentric circles. Things always come back. Things always overlap into each other. And we're talking right now about our, our deep needs. We have psychological needs because if we don't talk about them, we end up doing things in life that don't satisfy them. And then we end up working really hard and not really getting what we want. So while... There is a piece of us that wants to like get down to, to, to doing things. There's totally that piece. Some have it more than others. This need to like, okay, what am I doing? Okay, what am I doing? Okay, what am I doing? Some people like abhor any time that someone slows down to like talk. But sometimes if you do too quickly, you end up doing a lot of stuff and it's just not right. You know, sometimes it pays to measure twice and cut once. So, We've been talking about our psychological needs, and one of them is this need for competence or mastery, and that's in the world of significance. It, it comes from a spiritual need, and we can use it in the real way by being of value to people. We can use it in the counterfeit way of, of taking from people through symbols. Now we're like sort of in the world of, of our need to connect, our need to be part of something bigger, and that's a real need that we have. Celebrating things alone really doesn't feel good. And that doesn't mean you're physically alone. You can be sitting in a party of people and feel totally alone. People do all the time. And we, we were talking about this concept of we need to feel connected and there's two ways to get it. The first way, which sort of feels like we're connected, is through this concept called attention. Attention is what we use when we're younger to get people to look at us, right? When we're little, 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 we're all us. We're as honest as it gets. We're as authentic as it gets. A little child doesn't look at people's skin color, doesn't look at people's background, they don't, they don't judge people. They play with anybody. They're always usually having a great time. They cry with all their heart. They laugh with all their heart. They do it within a moment. Children 
walk with a certain level of genuineness, authenticity, in which they interact with the world. As that child goes into the world, the world teaches them that they're not good enough for who they are. There's a certain, there are rules that our micro society have. And if you play by those rules, we accept you. And if you don't, we don't. And depending on where you are, the rules change. In some schools, if you're athletic, then you're considered to be of the coolest, which is the word that I hate. That means that we accept you more. We value you more. So that same kid who happens to be really athletic in school one, but when he comes to school two, he is not as athletic. That kid is valued in that micro society less. And he feels it. So the connection goes down. Or at least it feels like it goes down. Sometimes it's how you dress. Sometimes it's who your parents are. Sometimes it's how much money you have. Sometimes it's how smart you are. Every little society, sometimes it's if you're bad. In some micro societies, the people that get the most attention are the ones that make the most trouble. The funniest ones. The one that can disrupt the classroom better than anybody else. Right? Depending on where you are and whatever micro society you belong to, doesn't mean that's where your school is or that's where your parents want you to go. Wherever your micro society is, there's these rules that society has that says, this is what we consider to be the most valuable. And we have this real need. It is a human need and it is a spiritual need to be connected to others. And along the way to anything of depth, there has to be a, a path of of surface right along the way to the depth of being of value of giving more than you get of giving the thing that you want most to somebody else there's got to be along the way an easier more materialistic way of feeling significance oh it's called a symbol let me collect the trophy step on someone's neck on the way and for a moment feel like i'm making it but deep down i don't but at least i keep on collecting trophies and as soon as i get quiet enough to be like this is what my life's about i just collect another trophy like as soon as like I'm done with the home, I'm like, where can I put the extension? As soon as I'm done with the title, I'm like, how do I get to the next title? As soon as I'm done with the money, how do I get to the next? As soon as we're done winning the game we're winning in, in the world of significance, we start thinking, what's, and, then, and then somebody tells us that that's valuable. Like somebody tells us along the way that winning for winning's sake is a value. And we can't discern that. We, we assume that's right. That has to be right because that guy's got more trophies. Nobody re- teaches us that you can be really ambitious in life, but your ambition is, is tempered by your desire to be of value, to be significant. And you can, you can win a lot of trophies and still be really valuable to other people. As, not until someone gets sick or someone's the end of their lives and they look back and go, oh my gosh. That's when they start calling in their family and then the whole thing starts to change. The guy who's stepping on everyone's neck throughout life is like, oh my gosh. Because we, it's just not, it's not, it's not a good enough story. It's so much easier to see like win at all costs. It's so much easier to have that perspective than to have the perspective of I want to be successful and along the way not hurt people. It's, a, it's, it's subtle. It's subtle. But it's life. Life's subtle. Life's not black and white. Only black and white is modern day news. It's not real. 
No policy, no politician, no position is ever black and white. Everything, except for evil and good, which is a whole other story, everything has gray. This, by the way, is a spiritual concept called, I'll just say it, it's called the Klipat, Klipas Noga, from what I understand of it, which is basically that every shell, every spiritual husk, every spiritual shell contains with it. There are things that are totally evil. Yes, there are. there is black. I shouldn't say that. There is black and white in this world. There are things that are only extremely evil and the things that are extremely good. But most of the times in life, they get to be complex. It's like there's a spark of good and a husk of, of, of not good, and the two of them mix together. In our world of connection, there's a, spirit, there's a physical trap, and that's called attention. Attention makes us feel like we're connected to people because there's a lot of eyes on us. We think we've got lots of friends because we've got a lot of people that like us on social media. We think we have a lot of friends because we walk into a room and everybody, everyone's eyes turn. And we, and we want it. We want it. We need it. It's, it's a part of us. It's the sense that we're valuable because people see us. There's a feeling that we have that our value is based on how many people see us. That's why there was a, uh, I, I remember reading a, a small business biography about a man who bought a lot of local newspapers years ago. I don't remember what the guy's name was. So he bought all these newspapers and he became very wealthy over local newspapers. And he had one, he had one rule, as many names as possible. That was his rule. Very little news. He cut out all the journalists headlines and like whatever he sort of took off whatever the internet and all he did for the local newspaper was write as many local names as possible that was it if he had a story of what was going on in the world remember this is people's news this is what they're getting for the just so there's the lot line of the world he just basically cut and pasted it from a headline and then if there was a local little league game he wrote the little league winners and he they just listed all the kids names and the parents and the da -da -da, and he had like and it exploded why did it explode for because what do people want to see in the news themselves what would you rather see another story about the president or your own name in the newspaper how many times do you get a local newspaper in your house if anyone here lives in neighborhoods where they have like neighbor newspapers how many times do you see a local newspaper and you scroll through and you're like oh my gosh and there's your picture you can't believe it in the newspaper why do i think people are obsessed now of of making what do you think, where do you think selfies come from Selfies is like a, a trick. It's like a brain trick where if you're posted on, on a, a screen and a couple people see you, it's the brain can't really discern between the, the big screen with lots and little screen. So your brain gets tricked into thinking that you're like a mini celebrity because you posted yourself on your own social media and you've got five dozen friends. And then you get addicted to it and then addicted to it and you can't get off it. And it becomes like, hey guys, I had I woke up this morning and I was in a bad mood. And then it was like, really? Hey guys, I just got dressed. Hey, and it becomes addictive. And there are people that are, they don't know it, but they're addicted to it. The rabbi told the story of, you know, the, the Judaism, there's this custom. After a husband and wife go into, uh, get married, they go into what's called a yichud room. They go into a private room, the two of them alone. It's like a symbol of, of the the, the intimacy of a husband and a wife. They just go into that room for 20. After they're done, they come out from the hope. Everyone's dancing and singing. They go into this private little room and they sit there alone. 
they eat, they, they talk, they whatever. And then like they have private time and it's symbols to everybody that as, you know, as exposed as this couple is, the true essence of this couple is alone. The true essence of a couple is the fact that they can be alone together. Intimacy is at the core of marriage. So my rabbi, the rabbi in the community told the story of where in the Yichudim, at the moment that has been for, for generations, the tradition, the, the custom, the, the rule of Jews for generations, that a husband and wife have a moment of alone time. In this moment, some really nice young couple sitting in the Yichud room, and all of a sudden the man is talking to his wife, and she pulls out her phone, and she grabs a selfie of the two of them in the Yichud room. He's like, what, what are you doing? She's like, I just wanted to snap a picture for all everyone on Instagram. He's like, what? This is supposed to be... She didn't even, great girl. She didn't even understand that there's a time called intimacy. It's always for everybody. Where does that come from? It comes from this need for attention. It's, I hope people realize it. It's everywhere. Doesn't you can't use social media. This is on social media. This is on Instagram. This is on Facebook. This is on everything. And it doesn't mean that the answer is just shun everything. Just realize it. We just got to realize it. That for the use of social media, for some people it's to share, for some people it's to see, for some people it's to feel like they are getting the attention they need. And you have to know who you are. And we're all, by the way, subject to it. I'm subject to it all the time. We all are human beings. We all feel like, oh my gosh, am I getting the attention? And as a result, just being aware of it allows us to change it. Attention the need for attention is an addictive need because we want to feel connected to people. Some cases won't feel valuable, another story. So I have to wear certain clothes. I have to say certain things. I have to not say certain things. Now, it's okay if you want to navigate life and you're using your outside layer as a coat to wear so that you can begin to connect to somebody. No question. You can use your outside layer to be accepted in a community. Otherwise, you can be shunned. That's fine. But it's so important to know what you're doing. It's so important to realize that wherever you lose attention, the relationships around you are not going to be fully meaningful. And if you want to put on a layer to look good in front of an audience, fine. But if you're still saying the same stuff, if you're still wearing the layer to the people around you, if you're scared to be vulnerable in front of people, to try something new, to get up there and potentially fail, you're losing out on the opportunity to be connected to people meaningfully. There's a woman, there's a woman named Brene Brown who spoke about this in her TED Talk that went crazy viral. And she spoke about this idea called shame. And she's, through research, she explained how shame is this feeling that deep down I'm really not worthy of connection. That's what shame feels. That's why a kid falls and doesn't feel ashamed. That's why a kid makes in his pants and doesn't feel ashamed. That's why an adult can barely even like go outside without making sure everything looks good. They'll gloss over their flaws. They'll take 17 pictures. They'll make sure a kid gets into the school. They won't ask real questions. They won't be real because adults are scared that if I allow myself to come out, if I say what I really feel about a subject matter in a group of people, I'm going to not be connected because who I am is not worthy of connection. 
that feeling of shame drives us to putting the layer around us everywhere, always, to a point in which we're always maintaining our image, to a point in which when life turns on us, we can't turn with life. So we'll borrow to pretend we have more money than we have. So we'll regurgitate things as opposed to actually coming up with our own opinions so that we won't share ourselves or try something. Because if we try and fail in public, it'll bring out to everybody why I'm really a failure. That's why I won't get up and say the things I want to say. That's why I won't share what's on my mind or my heart. That's why I won't pick up the phone and call my loved ones and say how much they mean to me because even that's weird. Because if they don't reciprocate in the right way, I'm going to feel weird. I got to put up a guard all the time. Because if I don't, someone may see me for who I am. I just can't have that. That's why I can't say I don't know when I don't know. That's why I can't help somebody out if I don't have it all figured out yet. It's because I got to solve their problems when at the end of the day, people would much rather me be empathetic and be with them in their problems than try to solve their problems. This all comes down to this idea called shame. Shame is this feeling that I'm not worthy. And we got it because our brains are conditioned to think that I'm not worthy because our first exposure to the world is you're not worthy. Parents can change that a little bit. Parents could sort of buffer or sort of like round the edges of life. But everyone has gone to an environment where they failed in public. They dropped the past. They got the B minus CD, right? They didn't get accepted into that school. They didn't get accepted into that camp. They didn't get accepted into that relationship. Everyone has that moment where they have that, that feeling of, I guess I'm not enough. That's called shame. When you think you're not a soul, when you think you're not a piece of the divine, you are whatever the world tells you you are. And the game we play is, do they accept us? So I got to fight for more, not because I want more. You know why I'm working double hard? Not because I'm giving it to my family. I just say that. You know, I'm working double hard because I'm competing with the guy down the block. And if I would cut back on the work and spend time with more of my kids, I may not have what they have. I'm buying that thing constantly. I'm buying constantly. I'm buying constantly. I'm shopping constantly. Not because I need new stuff, because how do I walk into that world, into that party, into that environment and not look what eyes won't turn? If you walk into a room and they don't say you look good, it's you're blown. I got to always be. And as opposed to being, I got to always be bringing me out into the world. I got to always be deepening myself to share me, to grow me, to give more, as opposed to walk around and going, how do I go around and connect to people by what they need? I want to make real connections. Well, then maybe the answer to real connections is, how do I look around to my friends and go, wait, she needs a little confidence. You look amazing. He needs a little success. You did amazing yesterday in that speech. How do I walk around and see what the world needs of me so that my connections are based on what I'm helping people? Then I can take the real me that has a lot to offer and connect to others through giving to them. That's real connection. Not using their eyes so that I feel like I'm somebody because I'm getting the attention. You see, that's the exact same parallel. Giving and taking, 
symbols or being of value, giving and taking, attention or giving. It's all the same stuff. It's soul body. Every time I'm in giving, whether it's through connecting to people or through value that I'm handing somebody, I'm in the process of growing my soul. And every time that I'm taking, whether it's through symbols and competition, competition is good to bring yourself up, but not to beat somebody else, or through attention, I'm just feeding my body. And that's the game that we're on. Right, we're going we're gonna to probably close this out tomorrow. I could talk about this forever, as you know. But we can't. We got, we got stuff to do. We got to keep on rolling. All right. Until then, think about it. Try it. Try today to think about the day. Just, just see it. Where are the times where, like, I need that attention? I need someone to tell me you did a good job. I need to, like, just where is that in our lives? And then compare it to the moments where your connection is really based not on what they're telling you, but what you're giving them unconditionally. And you see that it's a whole nother way. I will continue this. Until then, thanks so much for the time and the attention. Chodesh Tov, everybody. A happy new month. This should be a month filled with only good things. Thanks for tuning in. If you want, this is on every day on Instagram, on my Facebook, and on my YouTube, and then live on Facebook, on Mind and Momentums, and on the Zoom. Hope you're well. That's also on LinkedIn and Twitter. Hope you're well. Have a great, great, great day. Looking forward with God's help to see you again tomorrow.